When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett. Hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend celebrating those who lost their lives for our great country, those who lost their lives for me to have a simple podcast in my bedroom discussing the San Francisco 49ers. And in today's podcast, we are going to react and really discuss should the San Francisco 49ers try to attempt to sign Recently released star receiver DeAndre Hopkins. If you didn't know, the Arizona Cardinals made headway this past weekend releasing, again, star receiver DeAndre Hopkins. They've been trying to trade him for months, really. Couldn't get a deal done. There was the Chiefs and the Bills and the Ravens all trying to you know, figure out how to trade for Hopkins. Cardinals are in a complete rebuild. They could not get a deal done during the pre-draft process leading up to the draft. Now, about a month after the NFL draft, they have released him this past weekend and have taken on a $22.6 million cap hit. The Cardinals essentially said, we don't want anything to do with you, DeAndre Hopkins. Have fun wherever you go. We are going to pay you to not play for us in Arizona, which again, the Cardinals are a complete mess, but when a team is a complete mess, that can benefit your team, whether you're a Ravens fan, a Chiefs fan, an Eagles fan, a Cowboys fan, or like myself and many others who listen to the show, Niner fans. And as soon as Hopkins got released, the question became, should the San Francisco 49ers try to sign DeAndre Hopkins? And the funny thing is, on paper, adding someone like DeAndre Hopkins to an offense that has Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Trent Williams and Kyle Shanahan at the helm makes a ton of sense on paper and in theory when you can add another weapon. And, and this conversation is similar to the Odell Beckham one over the past, what, three seasons now? Like, it really was. The Niners can add another weapon, an elite weapon, one might say, or at least has you know the name value of an elite weapon like DeAndre Hopkins, they should go out there and sign him. And I understand that thought process. You know, my first reaction was like, hey, what do you have to lose? But then you dive into it a little more. You see which teams are out on the market trying to acquire him, either, again, pre-release via trade or now in free agency. As ESPN's Jeremy Fowler called it an arms race, quote-unquote, between the Bills and the Chiefs trying to trade or acquire and sign DeAndre Hopkins. The Ravens have also been called a no-brainer for Hopkins. And even after the weekend, uh, Tuesday morning, Cleveland Browns quarterback and former teammate Deshaun Watson said, yeah, I've been talking to Hopkins. I would love for him to be in Cleveland. So 
if San Francisco is going to have their work cut out for them if they do indeed want to sign DeAndre Hopkins, um, there are much bigger receiver needy teams that will try to sign DeAndre Hopkins ahead of San Francisco, who already has, again, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and even Juwan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod. But again, the prospect of signing somebody like DeAndre Hopkins doesn't happen very often. It's very rare an elite receiver or at least a name like DeAndre Hopkins hits the open market. So what should San Francisco do? Should the San Francisco 49ers try to sign DeAndre Hopkins? It's always enticing seeing a name like that on the market, but should they do that? And I think, at least when I hear the name DeAndre Hopkins, I think of a player that has the pedigree that, you know, once, you know, upon a time he was an elite number one receiver with the Houston Texans, when he got traded for David Johnson and like a second round pick to the Arizona Cardinals, I said, uh-oh, watch out. Thinking that the, the pairing of Hopkins and Murray might actually be something for them. And it was for about one, one and a half seasons. Murray's been hurt for a while. Hopkins got suspended last year and things fell apart there. And now they're in a complete rebuild. But should the Niners sign him? And Hopkins is a player that has 853 career receptions. He's over 11,000 receiving yards, 70 career touchdowns. He's a five-time Pro Bowler and a three-time All-Pro player. Again, he has that pedigree and the resume that makes you say, that guy, like, we have to go out and get that guy. And it's funny because, again, on paper, it makes sense. But when you dig a little deeper into Hopkins' recent play and what actually led to him being released, in my opinion, it completely takes him off the, you know, you should sign list or this dream scenario of having an offense with has Hopkins and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey. Like, Hopkins at this point in his career, seeing what happened in Arizona late last year, and we'll dive into it in, in a little bit here, but seeing what happened just completely takes him off of my yes, try to sign, or at least think about signing list. And I'll explain to you why right now. So, yes, he has plenty of money in his career, and knowing the Cardinals are going to eat that dead cap of $22.6 million, he's going to get paid. He already is getting paid. He has no worries of money. And San Francisco, per over the cap, does have around an estimated $10 million in cap space. Now, that will change um, at this point. Your top 51 contracts only account towards the cap. So again, that will change, you know, later on in the offseason and preseason and, you know, leading up to week one. Then Nick Bosa's contract uh, extension has not happened yet. Thus, that will either raise or drop depending on where they land on the extension. So $10 million estimated, I would assume it's going to be around like three or four when the season comes around, San Francisco always likes to have some wiggle room when it comes to adding a veteran player when guys get hurt early in the season. That being said, despite San Francisco having the money, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, at this very moment, Tuesday, May 30th, completely 
in my opinion, changed how many teams are going to react to him being a free agent. He's no longer doing, doing the Lamar Jackson thing and representing himself. He's now under the Clutch Sports, the LeBron James uh, agency, Rich Paul's group. He is now a Clutch Sport client. And it's the same group of guys that re represent Kevon Thibodeau from the Giants and Devontae Smith from the Eagles. So he is going to want to get paid. He signed an agent and is going to give them royalties and part of that paycheck for a reason. He wants to get paid. But let's just assume for, you know, whatever reason, he says, look, I'm getting paid big money from the Cardinals. I will take less money to play for a winning team. That team being the San Francisco 49ers. Even if DeAndre Hopkins says, I'll take less money, I'll take the vet minimum, which he likely will not do, but let's say he does, I want to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Here's why. Here are the red flags as to why I would not make a deal to sign DeAndre Hopkins. The first question is, where is he going to play? Yes, he'll play receiver, obviously, but he's going to have to be on the outside. And the way San Francisco is set up, they don't need an outside guy. That's Brandon Ayuk and that's Debo Samuel. Now, yes, there can be some maneuverability here with where you use and how you use Debo Samuel. I do think San Francisco has one of the more versatile receiving groups when it comes to how they use Ayuk and Debo. But San Francisco does not need a... I don't want to say single usage receiver in Hopkins, but they don't really need the outside guy. They need a slot receiver, and that's Juwan Jennings' job, but they need a shifty, fast, burning player. Like, what's the one thing this offense technically lacks from a an output standing? It's the deep threat. It's the burner. That's supposed to be Danny Gray, and you are essentially going to replace him by booting him out of the depth chart, telling him, hey, you're not going to play much this year, for DeAndre Hopkins, who, despite being a really good receiver still, he's not that guy. He doesn't fit what you want to do offensively. So where is he going to play? He can't play the slot. He's going to effectively move guys that fit roles you need down the depth chart or off the roster entirely in players like McLeod and Gray maybe even someone like Jawan Jennings, but then you have anonymous executives, which I don't know how much weight you put into that, but some people do, where some say, wow, he's great. So many teams are going to want this guy. And others are saying he can't run anymore. He's slow. Now, I think there's a common middle ground of games he'll look really great in and games he'll look pretty poor in. Like he didn't do much against the San Francisco 49ers this year. Much at all. And in fact, he didn't do much the past two years. That's just really, I, I believe, despite the health issues and a suspension, he's not been the player he once was in Houston. So let's say he is slowing down. He is 31 years old. He'll be 31 on June 6th. He is slowing down. He's a six foot one receiver who plays the outside and needs leverage. Sure. Can he still do that stuff at 31 years old? Yes. Devontae Adams is 30. Like, there are plenty of things a 31-year-old receiver can provide for an offense. Unfortunately, that's not things San Francisco 
needs at the moment. And to, if you're going to bring in Hopkins and in return move guys like Jennings and McLeod and Gray, who, at least in Jennings and McLeod's uh, instance, they have shown to be valuable players. McLeod kind of fills that quasi-Debo Samuel role if Debo does get hurt, which he has, at least last season. And Jennings is that kind of, you know, the dog, the run-blocking receiver they need out of the slot, a bigger body slot receiver Kyle Shanahan likes and has wanted for four or five years in San Francisco. You know, sorry Jalen Hurd, Juwan Jennings is here now, right? And so I don't think he fits exactly, you know, what San Francisco wants to do offensively because, and let's be honest here, the last two seasons, Hopkins has averaged 53 receptions, 644 yards, and five and a half touchdowns. Now that's not bad by any means. That's a fine number two receiver role. And the issue is San Francisco has an all-pro receiver in Debo Samuel and an ascending one or near 1,000-yard receiver in Brandon Ayuk. You do not want to take touches away from them for the sake of having someone like DeAndre Hopkins in the fold. Which is my next point is, okay, is he going to be satisfied with less touches? You tell DeAndre Hopkins, again, on paper, and tell fans, tell the quarterback, whoever it may be, Purdy, Lance, Donald, whoever it might be, you're going to have an offense that has McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and DeAndre Hopkins. You're ecstatic, but the question is, would a player like Hopkins, who likely sees himself still as the number one receiver or a number one receiver, is he going to want to take less touches and be satisfied, I could argue, being the fifth option on the offense. Like, Christian McCaffrey is option number one, then it goes Debo Samuel, then it goes, I can even argue, Brandon Ayuk, then George Kittle. Like, he's option number five. Is he going to be happy knowing that, yes, I'm winning plenty of games, yes, I might be even in the Super Bowl this year, but he can do that on the Bills, on the Chiefs, on maybe even the Ravens, and get paid more and be the number one option. Like, why would you want to come to San Francisco? Why would San Francisco want to even open the door of, hey, this guy's complaining, he isn't getting enough touches. Like, that that opens a door for a headache, a potential headache. You have no idea if that's going to be the case, but if you're Hopkins, and you're walking away from $22.6 million, which you'll get paid still, but... You want to play for a winner, but I guarantee being a free agent is not ideal this late into the offseason. He wants to get signed, and he'll get signed pretty quick here. But you can be a number one option on the Chiefs with Mahomes, the Ravens with Lamar, Josh Allen and the Bills, or at least with the Bills, you are basically 1B to Diggs, right? And so that doesn't make sense. And for the quarterback, Hopkins already said, I do not want to play with a rookie. Well, that eliminates Lance, essentially. That eliminates Brock Purdy, really. And Sam Darnold plays like one sometimes. And if you're Hopkins, why would you say, I want to play with those three guys over Mahomes, Allen, and Jackson? If I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I would much rather go to Jacksonville, be the one B to Calvin Ridley, and play with Trevor Lawrence when it comes to just quarterback play by itself. Now, that isn't everything, but Hopkins has openly said, I do not want to play with a rookie. 
And if he doesn't have to do that, and he can get more touches, be number one option, like, it doesn't make sense for San Francisco or DeAndre Hopkins in his camp. The other thing is, he already has a built-in rivalry with Mooney Ward. So last year, DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for steroids for eight games, I believe, early in the year. And when he came back, I believe it was the Mexico City game where San Francisco killed the Cardinals. Just like 45 points, I believe. It was, it was ugly down there in Mexico City. Mooney Ward made a comment about, we don't want steroid boy. We don't like steroid boy. And so you already have the team that you could sign with, their number one cornerback, thinking you're steroid boy because you got busted for PEDs. But for San Francisco's case, you've been busted for PEDs, which doesn't mean if you're a first-time offender, you'll do it again. But you've already done it once. Why would I open the door again if you get busted a second time? That's not smart for us. It's a risk. It's a gamble. We're paying you money. And essentially, you're being negligent with how, you know, with your place on the team. Again, that could be another headache for San Francisco. And let's say they can't clear things up and it's steroid boy against Hopkins. Like, that's not a good thing for the Niners. They, they like the, the energy, the aggression. They want the effort. But if you have steroid boy who's getting suspended <laughs> and Mooney Ward is constantly calling him out during practices and OTAs and week by week being like, yeah, it's steroid boy over there and they can't bury the hatchet, you don't want to open that door for your roster. For your team, you do not want distractions. Not knowing who your quarterback is is a distraction enough for this team. Also, injuries. If you can't stay healthy, what's your worth? Your best of your best, <laughs> like if you can't be on the field, you are worthless to any sports team ever. That's the conversation around Trey Lance. Now Hopkins has proven so much more over his career than Trey Lance, but the whole conversation is Lance has done nothing, right? He's been hurt the whole time he's been here. He's done nothing. That's why Garoppolo was let go. He's too hurt, right? Well, San Francisco would be bringing in a 31-year-old receiver who has missed, I believe, eight games over the last two years with injuries. He's not getting younger. He's not getting healthier. And yes, you can say, well, if he's your fifth option... How much is he playing? The difference is you're opening a door to pay someone a lot of money to get hurt. Now, eight games, that's half a season. Chris McCaffrey got hurt a ton before he got here and, and was healthy the entire year. Played, what, 18, 19 games last year in the regular season alone. So there always is the potential for someone to bounce back and not be hurt. But Chris McCaffrey is not 31 years old where his body is seemingly breaking down after every single year. We even talked about on the podcast of like, look, his injuries happened in 2020 and 2021. It was a COVID year where he couldn't get his workouts in, couldn't get his, you know, his off-season regimen under control. DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt the past two seasons post-COVID. So he doesn't have an excuse as to why the injury concerns you know, might be a real issue. Like, DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt a ton the past two years. And on top of that, there's the Cardinals. The mess they were, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, like the mess they were last year. That team 
is mad at DeAndre Hopkins for not even playing when healthy. When healthy, he said, nope, I'm good. I'm not going to play. It wasn't like he wasn't at 60% and they were in a playoff hunt. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go out there or I'm not going to risk it. He was 100% healthy on a team that was losing a ton of games. They were trying to get a, you know, a higher first round pick. And he said, nope, I'm good. Now look, if you're San Francisco, the one thing you don't want is to have a quitter on your team. Now, context matters. I understand that. Sometimes you have to do what's best for you. And for a player like Hopkins, he might have said, look, it's a losing season. What do I have to gain from playing on this team? I'm getting paid. Everyone's hurt. Let the young guys play. Let them get reps in. Don't worry about it. The issue is A.J. Green was still playing. <laughs> like, that's the issue. On a team like Arizona, who was a bad team last year, one of the worst teams in football, you're going to bring a player in who quit on that team, and I understand some might say, well, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? The difference is you are already opening a door if they decide to sign DeAndre Hopkins or at least make a run at Hopkins that, look, we may sign someone who isn't going to get the touches they desire, might complain about that, isn't you know, going to play with an elite quarterback, at least we believe, if Brock Purdy isn't healthy, or at least he takes a step back this year, he might complain about that. He may not get paid what he wants, might complain about that. He also has a rivalry with his opposing cornerback, might complain about that. And he also has been hurt, and is getting older, and has proven to quit on teams late in the year. How does any of that make sense for San Francisco to say, yep, we'll take a run at that guy. We'll sign that guy. We want that guy. When Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have made it a point that every single year ward out the bad eggs, really, the bad apples, right? When they got here, it was, we got to fix this team. We have to fix the culture of this team. They cut so many fan favorite guys. They let guys walk who were better players than the guys behind him because they wanted to reshape the culture. Now, I do not think Hopkins is this, you know, culture viper where he's going to come in and, you know, suck the life out of the entire organization. But what he can be is a distraction. What he can be is someone who makes players like, let's say, Brandon Ayuk, who also wants to get paid big money. He could change their attitude. Javon Kinlaw, who's frustrated, may change his attitude. Like, it opens the door for guys like younger guys to be affected by a veteran player complaining about stuff like that. You know, no coach, no GM, no, no anybody in leadership wants to have an unnecessary meeting. Like, teams don't like having player-only team meetings. And when your team has been 3-5 and five and 4-4 and, four and four at the halfway point of the last two seasons, the last thing you want is a player saying, why am I not getting touches? on the sideline yelling and screaming, why am I not getting this and that and the other, when you're the fifth option, potentially. Like, this team should be Super Bowl bound, or at least NFC title worthy, this season. And the last thing you want is someone who hasn't been here since this thing is trying to have been built and has been a winning team the past three or four seasons. The last thing you want is someone who's been on a losing team almost his entire career, coming in here frustrated, 
annoyed, angry, complaining, and then quitting. It creates so many issues. And look, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a great player. He's one of the best receivers of the past, what, decade? He's a top five, top ten receiver of the past decade. There's a reason why when the Cardinals traded for him, Niner fans went, oh my goodness, the Cardinals got that guy? Like, oh God, it's a freaking nightmare. There's a reason why people said, David Johnson in a second round pick for Hopkins? What a freaking steal. What are the Texans thinking? And look, the Cardinals won that trade for one playoff berth and a awful, awful loss to the Rams. Hasn't done much. Hopkins is gone. We have no idea what Hopkins thinks. But if you're San Francisco, there is a handful, handful of red flags that in my opinion, I would say, nope, no go, X him off the list, don't even think about it, for a handful of reasons. Where is he going to play? How is he going to feel? Being the fifth option? He doesn't like our cornerback potentially? Steroid boy? He may quit on this team. Now look, may not happen, might happen. I do not think San Francisco signs DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he wants to be here, but many fans were out there saying, you know, they saw the picture of Ayuk and Debo and Hopkins, you know, dabbing up after the Mexico City game. And like, oh, soon, soon. E- even I said jokingly, soon. Because anytime a top-tier free agent hits the open market, you would say, well, of course you have to sign that guy. Why wouldn't you? Take the risk. Take the gamble. But sometimes you have to outweigh. What's, you know, what outweighs what? The risk and the reward? I don't think Hopkins, knowing the needs on this team, like, those two things don't compute. Like, this is not a, you know, this is not one for one makes two. This is a, like, one for 35 makes 36, and you're like, well, no one likes 36. Like, what the heck is that? And so, I would much rather, if they're going to sign somebody, Clowney and Gakwe's still out there. There are plenty of free agent players that fit the needs on this team that are not DeAndre Hopkins. Um... So I think he's not coming here. I don't think he wants to be here. I think he wants a Mahomes, a Trevor Lawrence, a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen. He wants to be around elite quarterbacks. Not players, quarterbacks. Want to know why? He wants the football. He does not want to be Allen Robinson in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles at quarterback. He wants to be DeAndre Hopkins you know, in Kansas City with Mahomes. He wants to be... You know, with guys like Josh Allen who can make every throw, who no matter what happens, how bad the defense is, they are going to be in a game from beginning to end. Now, it's funny because to me, while there is no knock on a player wanting to play for an elite quarterback, I, I do think you have to, if you're making $22.5 million for you know one year essentially, I'd go someplace, play for a winning team, go get myself a ring, hit the market next year and say, I didn't miss a step, I was healthy all year. Like, look at Odell Beckham Jr. He went to Cleveland, reputation got trashed, right? He was a bad player, I didn't want him. Goes to LA, wins a ring, was pivotal in them beating the San Francisco 49ers in that NFC title game, you know, reshapes his image, tears his ACL against the Bengals. Now he's getting big money from the Ravens. Like, DeAndre Hopkins can do that without even being hurt. Like, he doesn't have to tear his ACL. Go be an important piece on a winning team. Now, the difference is, 
is that teams like the Chiefs and the Bills and the Ravens want a receiver. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be wanted. I just don't think he's going to be wanted by the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, that's all we have for today's show. A short one for you, about 30 minutes, half an hour. But I want to tell you before we go, you can use our promo link to Fanatics. Get yourself some Niners gear and support the show in the meantime. Also down in our description. You can also use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ersaccess at SeatGeek.com. Save yourself $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. You can also follow us on social media at 49ers.access is the Instagram and 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. We're going to OTAs tomorrow, so check out our stuff we have from last week OTAs. We'll discuss my takeaways later on in the week. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast, and stay faithful.